Hey, welcome to Would You Stay Tuned? Our premise is pretty simple. We watch the first episode, or the pilot, as some would call it, of a TV show or limited series. Usually one of us has already seen said pilot, or the entire show sometimes. Yeah. And then we review and discuss the pilot and ask ourselves the question, would you stay tuned? And what do we keep watching this show based off of that first episode? I imagine part of it also being like, Man, I really love this show. I want to show it to people. I feel like this happens a lot. Like you go to a party, uh, holiday parties mm-hmm. yeah. either just happened or, or weddings. Happen. I don't know when this comes out, but weddings. but so you go over and you're like, hey, what do you do? And eventually you get rid of all the stupid topics of like, how's work? How's the family? <laughs> yeah. And you start you it's getting lately? awkward. It's yeah. getting awkward. And then you're like, so so what's up, dude? What are you watching? What, like, what, are, you, what are you into? <laughs> it always gets then, there. Yeah. yeah and always. then somebody will, will like, They'll suggest something and sometimes people will watch and then you always want to follow back because you're like, oh, it kind of triggers you to to like when you recommend something that's really good. It triggers you to be like, oh, I wonder if fucking Tim or whatever you recommend it to if Tim watched the pilot episode. But this this is just the four of us. Myself is Ricardo. I'm Marvin. I'm Dan. And I'm Sarah. Well, this pilot episode of this podcast. huh? Huh? Pun intended. Um, uh, we we get to actually like confront the people we suggested these these uh, these TV them. shows. For. <laughs> Did you like, watch Why don't my you like my show? Why don't you like my show? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, when you're at a party, you have to be like, oh, I I, I don't really like The Office. I don't want to. I don't. Wanna yeah, talk about yeah. It. But now yeah. we're gonna have to force you. Or to talk you know about- what? Too, what I've done. <laughs> Is if I don't like a show, I say, oh, I never watched it. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take a look at that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I yeah, yeah. hate that show. I do that a lot. Yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah. that's more appropriate right? like use of this forum. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, it's finally time, motherfucker. You said you would. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. are certain shows Danny I've noticed Tim. that really that really trigger people if you haven't seen them or don't like them. And some of them would be probably, I think, like one of them that comes to mind is Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. If you're like I'm one of those. person really? who have friends. Um, the Office, like those are like oh, shows that I feel are, like people are more forgiving like now. Though, it? if you have missed Game of Thrones, they're yes. they're like I ready think, to fight. You know, but during the heyday at my, yeah. my 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 current work, people used to literally yeah block aside time after meetings, like schedule time to discuss the latest Game of Thrones. And I'd be like, I, I'm not involved, and they're like, Oh come on, you don't watch Game of Thrones, and I'm like, No, no, I haven't seen any of it. Now who's the sucker? You yeah. suckers! Now that you've seen the whole thing, <laughs> um, I I think I get a lot of that from. Well, we'll, we'll get to it. I don't want to spoil future episodes, but um, there's a certain show there, on everyone, AMC. Yeah. There's, there's a certain show on AMC that uh, people have seen and I haven't, and I always get a <gasps> what? You haven't seen that? It's true. Down, dude. What do you live Down. under a rock? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do live under a rock. Yeah, I mean, everyone has, um, that's the whole point of the show is, I think it's, or one of the points is everyone has these shows that are wildly popular or not popular or just good or bad or whatever yeah. that we haven't seen. And eventually we'll get to shows where none of us have seen. I think, I think we're going to go all over the place. We're going to discuss shows from the past and present. Um, yeah. I think, I think that'll be good to, to do some that none of us have seen and like, Oh yeah, that'd I mean, be like cool. I've seen I've seen a bunch of I Love Lucy, but I'd like to take hear anybody's take who hasn't seen 
you know. I have right. not. You've never See, seen the, one there episode we go. of I Love that's Lucy. What I was, that's what I was just talking I, about. I've actually seen a ton of I Love Lucy. <laughs> yeah, I have I've seen every seen, episode. Like, KTLA 5 used to just play it yeah, randomly yeah. all the time. I've so. seen no, random I've episodes, seen, but I'm I've pretty sure I've never seen the first one. I've seen Nicole Sullivan play Lucy on Mad TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, all right. So <laughs> yeah. this week we're discussing HBO show Deadwood, um, oh, yeah, which dude. premiered its first pilot episode on March 21st, 2004. It is a show created by David Milch. He is the writer of a bunch of cool pilots that you've probably seen. If you were into procedurals, did a bunch of NYPD Blue, uh, Big Apple, oh. Brooklyn South. Uh, okay. It has an NYPD Law. Blue feel. I am the one who's seen this this entire show. There's three seasons and a movie for the show. Wait, oh, there's only three seasons? Yeah, and a movie to, to wrap it up. Actually, That's quick it? check. Has anyone other than Ricardo seen this show before? Because I have yeah. not. I have not. I have not. Okay, so, three so knows. Ricard's the only person who has. Ricard yeah. is the only one. I, I want to say this is HBO's first. No, they it might can't have be had their other, first Western. Yeah, it might, yeah. They might have had mi- miniseries. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, this is their, um, I want to say this is the one that, that lasted the longest, the longest running Western. Mm-hmm. Wasn't um, it like kind it, of a surprise hit? Because I remember people thinking. I don't thinking, remember at the time. That's a good question I remember people ask, thinking but, like, eh, it'll be fine. And then like. Yeah. It, it think, did kind of blow up. I caught it at the end of the first season because okay. I remember it being a long as wait to be like, oh, fucking second season's going to take forever. Uh, yeah. But it stars a bunch of people you would know, a bunch of character actors, mm-hmm. a bunch of famous people. Lots of familiar faces in this. Young familiar faces. <laughs> I kept on thinking about John Wick. There's a very young Timothy Oliphant. He had, this is pre- um, Justified. Justified effect show? Justified. This is pre-justified. Yeah. Well, Justified, he seems to almost... See, okay, I knew nothing about the show, so I didn't even yeah. know Timothy Oliphant was in it, and mm-hmm. so the moment he came on screen, I was like, hey, look, Justified's in the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because so, he kind of is dressed the same as in Justified. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, it's it's a Western. Justified yeah, is a yeah. Western, basically. A, yeah, a, yeah. A Western. Yeah. Um, it stars uh, Timothy Oliphant, Ian McShane, John Hawks. Uh, a lot of the character mm-hmm. actors that are in this uh, that mm-hmm. you would know is like Brad Dourif, the the voice of Chucky. Oh, um, oh, the, I didn't the original know that. Chucky. Just the other day, I saw a Spanish dub of Chucky. It was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> other people that you would know is like what about Jane? Who, Jeffrey what, Jones. That actor looks so familiar. She looks so the girl familiar. who plays Calamity Jane. Yeah, yeah, uh, she does look familiar. Yeah, yeah. and she's I looked her up, of, and she, she's she a character actor. She was like in Lost. Yeah. Uh, also, I forgot to mention Keith Carradine. Playing Wild Bill Hickok, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mm. he's a real standout for me in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um, like two cartoon characters in it. One is Wild Bill Hickok, and one is Clammy Chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they're um, they're not quite chewing the scenery, but they are playing larger than life, like really, really large characters. Yeah. From what I've read, they were larger than life people. So I right, think right. they were hitting at something very interesting and cool. Um, Especially Clammy so, Chain, who had to like make her stand as a, a woman yeah. gunfighter, you know, so yeah. she had to put on a front, you know. I personally like it. This show did a thing that I don't know if another show has done before, which is one of the actors in this is Garrett Dillahunt. Uh, he is the dad in Raising Hope and he plays Jack McCall. And if you know anything about history, um, Jack McCall is the man who killed Wild Bill. Jack McCall is killed off and Garrett Dillahunt comes back later. I want to say in the same season as a different character. Okay. They do that with two actors. And it is it is amazing. They're really good actors, and it's really well done. And I think at first 
it's a little jarring because you're like, oh, is he playing the same character? Why and do you like, do that? Oh, it's not. And there's no well, gimmick to it, right? Like, it's just straight up like, this This is a new character now. Yeah, like David Milch, he kind of treated this like a play. He really... Yeah, I was like, about to say, that's like that's like people. stage play like mm. yeah, uh, yeah. tactics to have yeah. multiple people playing that's multiple. That's fascinating, Dude, actually. it's just like Wishbone. Yeah, <laughs> just like Wishbone. He's the same uh, Oh my god, this is a Wishbone time. episode never, of Deadwood. Oh my god. <laughs> So he did that twice with two actors and he was really good at protecting the show and protecting the actors and protecting people. And famously that there was, there's a character in this in season two, I want to say, or the end of season one, it's a, it's a little boy mm-hmm. and the boys, the actor's mom in real life was being kind of annoying on set and oh. kind of mm-hmm. being disruptive. David Milch uh, took like a couple hours to figure it out. And so mm-hmm. um, to, uh, David Milch went to Timothy Oliphant's dressing room and this character is really close to Timothy Oliphant's character mm-hmm. and he said hey uh, I figured it out how we're gonna deal with that and he's like okay and he's like we're gonna kill off the kid <laughs> and <laughs> what? they do they do they and they did this within like three episodes so like there was a problem and then they kind of went ahead and got okay in, in three episodes we're gonna kill him off so we don't <laughs> get a but wow. That episode wow. when they kill off the kid is one of like the saddest, deepest episodes that there is on the show. To be able to pivot like that as a writer and to because make it someone's poignant, being annoying. Being po- be, be it being poignant, you know, make make it yeah. worth worthwhile. And in in fact, it strengthens Timothy Oliphant's character uh because uh, of it, because of this death. I it's, can see why that's up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to, I have to we, make a confession. Uh, so I know very little about Deadwood, and I know superficially about westerns. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. westerns; I actually really do. I'm a big fan of John Ford movies and whatnot. But I am almost used to like the really broad version of a western. So I was almost expecting the intro got this cool marshal, right? He's like, "You towners are trying to prevent me from doing my job. I'm just gonna hang him right here. I hung him. Got his last words. Who's gonna get him?" I was expecting like the, the town people to be like, Marshall, what's your name? We never caught your name. And he goes, Oh, <laughs> Johnny Deadwood. And then like, that would be <laughs> hard, 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 that, hard cut like, to title. Like, ah. you know, was, and then it's a burned wooden sign with a whip crack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I um, literally did not realize they're going to Deadwood as a town. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, then, well, that was a surprise though. <laughs> well, the, the whole thing is Johnny Deadwood. <laughs> It's kind of a surprise in general. The moment it started, Sarah and I were like, wow, first of all, this feels like. Yeah, I, I want to say that the uh, opening credit sequence is one of the best mm. I've ever seen. It's really I love classic. It. With, yeah. with yeah. the horses and just yeah. the water mm-hmm. and uh, just, I don't know, the shots they chose. I, I really, really liked the opening credit sequence. This Very is good. the Moody. this is the this is the transition where there where television was going from shooting on film to shooting on digital exclusively for mm-hmm. HD content, yeah. and it's really fascinating because it's still like because when you for people who don't know you have to light digital a little differently than you light film, yeah. but they lit it for film but shot it on RE digital cameras, so it has this like really of the time look mm-hmm. like early two thousands look. Yes. Of, yes. There's true. this video, video kind of shooting style, but it's a Western. Yeah. So it makes it feel contemporary despite being like about a Western. You combine that with the way they talk, which isn't like 
completely of the time. Like, like they use swear words and stuff, but they're using oh it so it's excessive. Yeah, like NYPD bluishly, you know. Like, <laughs> okay, so l- let me give a quick synopsis, and then I'll get to to, to two things. Yeah, yeah, that are really cool. Yeah. Okay, so this is I'm going to give you the literally the the quick and dirty synopsis that that is literally on the HBO Max website for this. Okay, 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 okay. Um, which is this: Marshall Seth Bullock and partner Saul Star relocate to a gold mining camp of Deadwood. Are, are leads for the pilot. I would say it's a great ensemble. It's not really leads. Yeah, they introduce a lot of people. Quick question. Like, yeah. given the promotional material of the show, they seem to focus on Swearingen a lot. Does Swearingen yeah, do. end up becoming like the standout character? Or? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It, it seems like it would organically come out of an ensemble like this where you have like all these characters colliding and I think yes. someone starts there's to no, stand there's out. No, there's no leads. Who is the lead in terms of like what HBO was hoping for in this nobody, pilot nobody episode? Lead. Nobody. Literally. Oh, they nobody, wanted yeah. it to just yeah. be Despite Timothy Oliphant ensemble. being like yeah. the first yes. character. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so my favorite character of the whole series, one of my favorite characters ends up being Trixie. Trixie is the person who got punched. She's okay. the prostitute that that shot the guy. And- oh, okay. the Derringers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. First of all, I'm going to back to your statement that you said I like westerns and you like John Ford, and yeah. I like John Ford, <laughs> but he makes classic clean westerns. I thought you were going to say Cars, dude. I totally thought you were going to say Cars. <laughs> Well, I would argue that John Ford makes subversive Westerns. The classic Western is like Rawhide or bullshit like that, where it's like, like, like not Indiana Jones, but like, like, you know, it's just like, (laughs) it's just very like, like like, stereotypical, you know, like, whereas John Ford went out of his way to be like, these guys were sad motherfuckers and they did not live happy lives. Yeah, no, he did a little of that, but, but. At the end of the day, I think they're classic in our context. Yes. Always. And and they're classic in our context, I think. Like, no one's boots are dirty. (laughs) Well, they're not Deadwood. He didn't make Deadwood where people are swearing about shit. (laughs) Something that was like more real, even though it was a little hyper stylized, is like all the spaghetti westerns by like Sergio Leone. To me, Mm -hmm. that is literally what the Wild West was. It was dirty Mm -hmm. and sweaty and like. There was no AC. Everyone's just oily as shit, dude. And that's yeah. what I like about those westerns. John Ford westerns. Everybody's done up with makeup. Everyone's too clean. If, yeah. if they're dirty, they literally it looks like someone put, put makeup dirt, dirt on them. them. Yeah, yeah, where I like mean, that's look probably at, what's right. happening. You look at the spaghetti yeah. westerns and you're like, oh, they look they look gross. They look like they smell like and yeah. and which people <laughs> did. It was it was hard to yes. take a shower in the west, right? Um, and I like this like that about this show. Everything seems very primal like that dude's gonna lose his remaining teeth trying to bite that gold piece yeah Yeah. and is it true (laughs) is the whole premise of deadwood there is no law and order right at at the time yes at the because it's not a territory yet yeah yeah that's part of the appeal i think what they were what swearingen freaked out about a little is when wild bill came in he's like he's like hey wild bill's a former marshal is he attempting to bring law to this town but they don't want the law because the law allows them to allows swearingen to operate the way he does and allows them to like mine for gold and stuff the way they do and And it, it seems like they're all former marshals I think Swearingen and Timothy Oliphant only. What about Jane too? Is she not a former? I think Jane is just a gunslinger. Marshall? I don't think she's yeah, a former marshal. So I think at this point they become this like roadshow. Yes, they're like literally almost like a part of the circus. Yes, they're like mm-hmm. they put on shows. Is that a component of this show? 
No. So since he dies oh. here, the show's been going on already. That's that's why they're traveling with so many people, actually. Remember in the beginning? Oh, yeah. That's and okay. he kind of almost had like a manager type of person. Yeah, yeah. Like he's an attraction, right? Everybody knows Bill's name, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, his handler is uh, Charlie. Charlie yes. Utter. Everybody who you think is just a throwaway uh-huh. character. Yeah. Everybody becomes so fucking important. The guy who manages the hotel. You hate him so much throughout the whole show. What's his name? Like, What's his oh, character's name? Swear engine. No, 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 no. The guy who owns a hotel. No, his second in command. Owner. The guy who tells him to be like, oh, oh get, the, get him 20, 20 bucks and a girl. Or his, oh, his, the manager guy? E.B. E.B. Yeah. Farnham. E.B. Yeah. 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 Oh, I was talking um, about swear engine. He's, he's the guy who stabs the guy in bed at the end, right? Oh, yeah. He's like the, the manager, yeah. though. He's below swear engine, right? Yeah, yeah. He's swear engine's like go to guy. Yeah. Who? E.B. Farnham? Oh, the big enforcer guy? Yeah, the enforcer guy with the mustache. The, the inf- oh, the enforcer guy. The the guy. The enforcer guy is um the big bigger guy, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 He kind of looks like a metalhead, like a weird like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy that's into metal. Uh, oh, he's a <laughs> come on, e-, 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 e Earl Brown um is the actor's name. Uh, he plays Dan. Dan. Dan's Dan. second in command at the bar. Yes. Okay. So he um, reports to Swearinger. Swearinger. Guy. Yeah, yeah. And so Swearinger. here I'll get through Ugh. a quick synopsis. Seth and Saul, they're they're mar- they're marshals in this little town, and they leave the little town to really make money in this. I would say it's kind of like Tombstone, where it's like a, a, a bustling new town that they're discovering a lot of like silver and gold, mm-hmm. and they go there to start hardware business because everyone needs right. shovels and pans. So these are and the hardware guys. Yeah, yeah, and they, they're starting a business, okay. and it does really well. You, you, later, you you get to that, um, and they eventually they get a brick and mortar place. That, Even their like, first night, they're clearly I mean, doing yeah. well. Yeah. Night, they like, yeah. like, yeah. they because clean out. It seems yeah. like they're doing well just because they're going into town and they're selling off. Honestly, and everyone's like, oh, yes. cool. Yeah. They're okay. like stand up dudes. <laughs> you're not you're not trying to swindle us. <laughs> yeah, you have all these storylines. So the, the second big storyline for the pilot is Al Swearingen, who's who's a bar owner, and he's kind of like Tony Soprano character, but mm-hmm. again, like Tony Soprano, it's there's he's it's a very gray character. It's not black and white. Like that's a show I've never so, seen. Like, I, I love te- I love Seth. Now seeing the whole series, I love Swear Engine more. And people who you think you don't like now, you if you keep watching, you you're like, oh man, like this is crazy. Like this is a great character, or like a character you like maybe turns, and you're like, I don't like this character at all. Um, the doctor's great. Yeah, that doctor seems like he'll end up being some sort of like he's a big part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Swearinger guy, he is extremely controlling and he comes off as a guy that understands business and is very serious about his business and has a very tight grip on everybody and everything that comes through his establishment whatever yeah and and, and you find out why though but yeah, it's yeah, I, yeah. It's, I mean, is that really exposed in the yeah, yeah, well, in the well, pilot I, as to why well, he's the so... pilot seems to be about laying out mechanics of how the town yeah, works. Yeah. It's an ensemble introduction. Yeah, what the pilot does is sets up like this is the town of Deadwood. For now, there's no law really. I mean, mm-hmm. the 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 thing is that like even though there's no law, you want to keep order. That's what Swear Engine's doing because he doesn't straight out kill people and then run them out the front door. In fact, he hates it when when Trixie killed somebody. He's like, God yeah, damn yeah. it, that's bad for business. Well, like, because business, yeah. not only yeah. is it bad for business, you don't want the government. You don't want to attract marshals to actually start marshalling. Not only marshals, but you don't want to yeah. attract like the Pinkertons to be like, oh, what's yeah, happening yeah. in this fucking town? And like, and Sorengen is acting as like 
I mean, he, even though he is kind of a mobster, he is keeping control of like, hey, you guys don't do this. Yes. You guys can do this. No killing in public. It's a really interesting take on like watching a city govern itself. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. You're seeing these people coming to town and seeing the dynamics of like Wild Bill and his his people and then Seth and seeing how he's going to handle this new town. And you're also seeing people that ha- have established businesses there. The hotel owner, the yeah. newspaper writer, the reporter. The other bar. Yeah, the other bar. And Trixie is like the head prostitute of, of Sore Engines. Well, she seems to be the one who literally is in bed with the owner. Therefore, she has the most influence, right? So Yeah, it's a very complicated relationship and how it evolves it's it's amazing yeah the episode's clearly like trying to set you up to think she needs that second derringer so she can kill swearingen get him out of right. the way but then she just walks over puts it on the side gets in bed with him and you're like huh and him yeah, just staring forward his expression is so it's hard to figure out what's going through his mind when she crawls into bed with him in the very last scene. It's such a sleazy version of the Continental. <laughs> yeah. I think what's really interesting is, so they're, they're clearly running some sort of hustle on the New York guy over the claim for gold, right? Yeah, th- that's another storyline, which is which is um, this rich New York couple. They seem very naive. Brahm and Alma. I just remember him as psych detective man. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I also like her character a lot are they naive show. like are they do they just have noodles um, of money to spend and they're just there for fun he he's a socialite he like he like they don't seem pressed at all is what i'm trying to say he's trying to impress his father yes by saying look i could i could go out and make a fortune on my own as well and he talks about opening lines of credit and stuff but he's wealthy i presume but yeah but he's still using his dad's money that's where he's getting the lines of credit from yeah he's pulling himself up by his own bootstraps right now he seems to like yeah, he's yeah. trying to puff himself Beautiful up bootstraps. right he's trying to like show off <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. i think he's being fleeced by swearingen and his team of fleecers into thinking he bought a good claim and for some reason yeah. we don't quite know yet Swearingen is mad that he was pushed all the way to the limit of his credit limit because that may make him draw more money from New York, which maybe he doesn't it's want. It's not really clear why Swearingen. That, that is that that is the reason because he doesn't he doesn't want more attention, right? I think that might be why. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. Yes, that's okay. 100%. It. Yeah. Because also you later find out that since he's a socialite, his family is hooked up to the Pinkertons, which which are at the time, like the leading detectives. They're be- they become the Secret Service. Right. Eventually. So is that why Swearingen is upset? He doesn't, he doesn't want, want attention. He wants to get as much money out of him as possible without attracting more attention. And it's yeah. why he also hired one of his men to like attend to him and like be his best friend. So that he'll be okay. I think he says he thinks he'll be in and out of his hair by three days. Yeah. I thought I thought that scene was super interesting because they're swindling him like up and up and up. They're upping. I think they landed on 20,000 or something. That was everything. And then he goes back to the room to his wife and he's like, oh, I spent 20,000. And she just like is like, huh? Okay. Like I was expecting like. She's also hopped up on, on laud- laudanum. Oh, Okay. Yeah, she's taking something out of she's that drug. Yeah, she's, oh. she's she's dripping yeah. medicine into her drink. I thought that drinking. was medication. Is that drugs yeah. of some kind? I think I think it's laudanum or morphine. I think I, I can't remember. She's now. clearly getting high because she seems detached. Because okay. she seems yeah. she seems really out of it and very like she is. Yeah. The events of the morning she also kind of explain what their their two motivations are, which is that he dresses up and he puts on his whole cowboy outfit. And he keeps being like, I hope I want her to look at me. I want her to see how cool I look. And yeah. she doesn't get that 
she doesn't give it to him because she doesn't care. She's trying to like ignore everything. And then when the shooting at the end happens, she freaks out and takes more drugs. So like, she's clearly like trying to like not deal with things. She, she just, yeah, she's yeah, just trying yeah. To medicate. yeah. Yeah. She, she probably just, has she some sort of medicated. general ongoing trauma and is just trying to ignore everything that this guy took him on. I like the, like you, like we said, like the, the grittiness yeah. of the show, which is like, which I think makes it work with the camera work. Yeah. Because it, digital. It, digital is Medium. very unflattering, you know? So especially yeah. di- digital, yeah. the way it was shot back then where they didn't light it the same way and yeah. makeup hadn't caught up to what digital should be. Yeah. But it, it works so well for the show. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah. Being grittier. There's a scene where like, she's, I want to say she's laying naked on her bed and her arms up and she's got like, armpit hair and i'm like they like yeah. they out of everything like, they yeah, were like, yeah. Don't. no clean like, shaven ladies like, here yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and and i i, th- I thought that, that was that's one of my favorite like little things about the show that i'm like fuck that detail dude like ricardo loves armpit like, hair you know so <laughs> i love yeah no no and and later there's a lot of there's a lot of oh my god hbo authenticity is ricardo's fetish yeah. And authenticity <laughs> is my fetish. Yeah, exactly. Oh and my god, that pistol is the exact same model they would have used back then. Oh, oh my. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I do love the nudity. There's a lot of language. A lot of what is it? Cox cocksuckers. That was their favorite. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, yeah, cocksucker. The whole series. That's like Swearingen's favorite kept word. Thinking to myself, like yeah. a lot of fucks, a lot of fucking, a lot of cocks sucker a lot of language that had me thinking was this used was this language used in 1879 like what yeah. Yeah. but maybe maybe cocksucker you know was a big I think thing back is, then. so i have I to know. confess i've had some minor exposure to deadwood uh one of them is reading about the language and how that it's not like totally period accurate but it's designed to convey the feeling to a modern audience of the way yes. they would have felt and yep. the other is I I think I was shown in a class. Someone showed me the end of one episode of Deadwood and it was Swearingen getting a blowjob and just being super angry. And he's just being like, this motherfucking cocksucker won't fucking do this motherfucking cocksucker thing like over yeah. for like two minutes. And at the end he goes, you could spit it out. And then <laughs> and oh my that's God. how the scene ended. And I was like, all right, so that's Deadwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, what was the yeah. class? I forget. Jesus. I just remember it was in film school. I was like, okay. It's funny because, uh, of course, we all had the task of watching the pilot. And I watched it and I had a very hard time not hitting watch next. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it, it brought this thought to my head as well. There's that saying, Netflix and chill, right? Yeah. Which, yeah. which, which what does it mean? It means you're basically saying, ah, uh, we're going to watch something on Netflix, but we're going to end up making out. Or fucking, yeah, we're not right? really watching Netflix. No, yeah. the yeah. chill part is in, infers sexual activity. Or something. It infers butt sex. Yes. Of course. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, <laughs> only that. At least a hand job. You would never. They, they, they would never say that about HBO. It's HBO and pay attention. You know what I mean? Like, HBO, HBO and, and shut your fucking mouth while we watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I definitely. I know. I said this earlier, but I. I need a character map. Like I would need to like write down all the characters names and like who they are. And I could see that show being that type of show where like, since it's such an ensemble cast, I kind of have to Mm -hmm. keep track of who everyone is and their relationships Mm -hmm. to each other, which is not a bad Mm -hmm. thing, but it's, it's nice. It's nice that there's fleshed out characters. It's like a, we haven't seen past the pilot, obviously, but I, I feel like what's going on in the pilot is that every time they introduce a character, it is slightly different. They end up 
in, in one stereotypical state, they start off in a stereotypical state yeah. and then they end up in a spot where you're like, huh, I didn't expect that character to really be like that. Like, so like Timothy Oliphant's character starts off at this badass martial guy who can take on a whole town and carry on his orders. And then mm-hmm. at the, by the end of the pilot, he's sort of just like, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on in this town. And then you introduce Wild Bill Hickok and his reputation is supposed to be that like, I'm like fucking Wild Bill Hickok. I'm and he's got cool. like a, like a hair trigger temper, right? Yeah. But, but then he's like, like really think- calm. He's actually yep. kind of dim witted. He's not like super mm, smart. Yeah. Um, but he's got a sense of justice and he's kind of doing what he can. It seems like he's the he's first to volunteer of, and to be like, oh, let's a sense go of like, of like honor and like, yeah. You know. But he's very, he's a simple man. Like he doesn't yes. understand like complex yeah, concepts. Yeah, what was the thing that he, he didn't understand during the poker game that was kind of really weird? No, yeah, he was like weirdly he uh, offended he when said. he was like, ah, I drew on Wild Bill, Wild Bill Hickok. And he was like, you mean in cards, right? And he's like really making a point to be like, no, 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 there that, was something that, that, that's, else that's a, that that's a genius said. scene. That's a genius. That made him sound very smart. No, there was um, something, no, no. There was that's something the, else. That's not the part said. where I think he's stupid. Oh, I think no, that's no, the no, part no. where it's like, he's very, very concerned about his yeah, of, yeah. How, of, of his, of how he's also viewed as well. Yes, like, exactly. Like he's like, you have to say also because there's a reporter in that the bar, like he's like, you drew at me at cards. Like he wanted him to say cards, not a gun. Yeah. Cause no one draws on Wallet Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Know? At least not in a fair fight. But then, the, but then it's interesting because then you have Cutter, who's his manager, and Cutter kind of goes, ah, eh, he's kind of like, he's just going to lose all the money at cards. And so like, it's kind of implying that Cutter knows Cut- mm-hmm. Bill's true nature and that he's like, he's, he's less than the legend. I, I, get I, I don't know. I, I, of course, he's, he's a human, so he's flawed, but I think he's a d- degenerate gambler that he will always yeah. was. So like, yeah, yeah. I, I it's not that I don't think he he's he is not I don't think he's he's not smart. I think that he doesn't know when to when to stop, when to not press something. He he's an extreme character in everything he does. Uh, whether it's protecting people, another little uh, storyline from the pilot is like, this guy comes to town and says, "Oh shit, this family!" And you see the family leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. coming in. Yeah. Uh, it's I want to say they're Dutch or something like that. Dutch family or something. Mm-hmm. Norwegian. something like that. Norwegian. Yeah, Norwegian. Yeah, Norwegian. Yeah, Norwegian. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're going and, to and Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and he says, um. I just saw them um, being attacked by by natives, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so he claims. So he claims, and then later you find out, like right away, Seth, he's like a Sherlock Holmes. Like he's like he immediately mm-hmm. knows that this guy did it. I love how they set him up. How they go to the bar and he's like, "Hey, I'll buy you a drink." And they get to a public place, mm-hmm. and immediately I think Saul yells the it one out. That says, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, so so that family, like you you saw them." Yeah, and they start spreading like, the rumors around. Yeah. Immediately they're like, "Let's go fucking find that family. Let's go fucking." Protect, and it you know? it fucks with the vibes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and and they go and and eventually you find out that you know uh, there's there's a survivor. Seth had seen how many people had left mm-hmm. with that family. Yes. And when he said, oh, uh, this number of people I saw dead, he knew that there was a survivor. So he went, saved the little girl, and she was she was really uh, hurt. When they brought her back, they took her to the doctor. Always drunk, by the way. <laughs> um, he brings her to the doctor, and then they know that this guy is going to either want to leave before the, the little girl wakes up. He's, That's why he's getting he's on like, his I'm horse good. and like, um, yeah. I'm ready yeah. to pack it out. No big deal. Just paying my, just <laughs> yeah. being a good citizen and, like, and yeah. reporting things. And that's it. I'll be on my way. And then what? I'm sure you can take, you can take care of yeah. it from yeah. here, officer. No worries here, governor. <laughs> no worries um, here. I'm good. And I love the scene where they both shoot him. Oh and, yeah. So and so while so Bo goes, was that, was that me or you? 
And I just love that how everything <laughs> instantly clicked. And the thing is, um, I think if you look at the footage, yeah. it's simultaneous. But yeah. Seth tells him, it's "I reckon him. it's you," because he doesn't want to. Yeah. He doesn't want to bruise his ego. To me, that scene seems to me like the start of like a friendship slash storyline with the two of them. Like they instantly bond over this over this uh, need to get to the bottom of what happened. This like sense of and they're both fellow marshals. Like when they talk yeah. to each other, they're like, "Where were yeah. you, a marshal?" You know, like sense they- of justice yeah. for this mm-hmm. poor family that got murdered and mm-hmm. and things like that. Lawmen got to stick together. Oh, actually, no. If you watch the footage, so Bill did win. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's um there's another scene. The first scene that opens up. Um, it's my favorite scene because it tells you everything and, and that's just such great writing this episode was was uh, directed by walter hill and he also wrote a bunch of movies that some some he directed some he didn't he wrote aliens um he actually he wrote a movie um called wild bill that was just about wild bill Ooh. with jeff bridges and he did that arnold movie um red heat he did crossroads 48 hours streets on fire uh. a bunch of movies that you would know he he directed but the first scene tells you everything you need to know about fucking seth which is he has a great sense of what's right and wrong but he's also fair like mm-hmm. he lets the guy say his last words yes he he doesn't let the mob of people take him because they don't just want to kill him. They want to beat him up. And also that guy, that dude offered him like, hey, I have yeah. a, I have a, a lead on getting a bunch of money before we go to yeah. Deadwood. I mean, do mm-hmm. you want a bunch of money? And he's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's why you think of him as like the classic justice driven Western character at the beginning. And then it's, I think it's just fascinating that he goes from like tough lawman to like, oh, I'm going to Deadwood to sell stuff. <laughs> you know, it's like a really yeah. interesting subversion. Hey, it's of a career that. change. And I well, know. I think it's really interesting. It doesn't yeah. last. It doesn't <laughs> last very long. I know, it but, but seem like it. It's, it seems like he's always drawn back in. It's just classic. They they draw me back into doing and, justice. And I don't think. Stuff, I don't know? think he has. It's not the sense of justice. I think I'm just judging this on, on the pilot, even though I've seen the whole fucking series. Um, that he has ambition to do what's right. He's not looking for justice. It's just what is right. And even when it's is for the bad guy. He wants it to be clean and smooth and, and not and for him, for him to not have to his suffer, last really. words. Yeah. 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 And, and in fact, he says, I'm not going to break my neck here. I'm just going to like choke and you for like hours. Did it for him. And I think it's interesting that he insisted on still hanging him because yeah. you would, you would think that like, like they want to kill him in a brutal way, but he thinks, mm-hmm. you know, he should just be executed as the law sta- mm-hmm. states. Yeah. He could just shoot him, but he's been sentenced to hanging. So he's going to yeah. get a hanging, goddammit. <laughs> like, but, but it doesn't, doesn't mean he needs to suffer. Being shot to death, I don't think was, was like a punishment that they gave out like that. I think in the military, it was like, you know, firing squad, uh, firing squad, but I, not, not, um, like local law enforcement. It was always hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't ever, um, never being shot. Is there anything you guys hated about this pilot? I mean, I want to, I, before we talk about that, I want to, we need to talk about Jane and how awesome she is. I like, yeah. I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, she's the other one who has a yeah. subversion where it's like outwardly, yeah. she's very like, I'm a, I'm a fucking badass. I'm going to yep. fucking fuck shit up. Then you realize, oh, she just really cares about like the people she cares about, like Wild Bill. Yeah. And yeah I was, to, I like, was surprised to see her mm-hmm. get so emotional over the family. Yeah. that was killed she was very emotional more emotional than i thought the character would have gotten at that point but i don't know it was surprising I, but i liked it the pilot hints at it that like yeah wild bill and this troop of people are her family she sees herself in this little little girl 
like, oh, I didn't, I lost the family as well. Like, you know I mean? who was this family in relation to her? Nobody, nobody. But I mean, nobody. If okay. she's, if she's, she just got if she sees herself in it, if you see somebody who yeah. is exactly like you, you immediately are going to yeah. have a, a a deeper emotional connection to this person because yeah. you see yourself in that. And I love how she's a woman in this time period where women seem to be mostly prostitutes, unfortunately, at least in Deadwood right now. Um, but all the men respect her as one of the guys, it seems like, or they, they make fun of her, but... You know, um, like when she comes into the bar, it's almost because of her sense of justice. They're just being like, when she comes into Swearinger's (laughs) Swearinger's establishment and she's just like, what the fuck's wrong with you guys? The whole family was killed. Like, let's go get them. Why are we all sitting around? Everyone's like, yeah, we're going to do it in the morning. And she's just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, no rush. Like, what the hell? And they all just kind of laugh at her and she just leaves and they kind of mock her a little bit but you know mm. swearinger didn't i thought maybe he would be like really pissed that she came in there and started making a scene and would attack her or or shoot her or something like that but he didn't he was like ah whatever let it go she's mm. not worth it no one's paying attention to her anyway swearinger does a whole ploy to make sure everyone stays in the fucking oh he controls <laughs> yeah. the yeah. the amount of yeah. control he has is like Chris Jenner control for the narrative. <laughs> like to me, I was just like, my God, his grip on what people are doing, where they're spending their money, where their attention is, is diverted. And a, it's like a, all meticulously planned out. It's actually quite insane. He's a casino pit boss. But yeah, it's he's insane. Mo- he, like he, he goes exactly, down there. He knows exactly what to say. He knows how to pivot attention. He knows how to, it, it's exactly casino. Like, Tactics mm-hmm. 101. Like divert attention for the next two hours. All the ladies are, yeah. are what is it, half like off? Half or price. Half yeah. price. Like she knows half exactly price, what free, to say. Free drinks. It's funny. I, th- I think this yeah. is funnier that because he said 15 minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right. For 15 First minutes. Fif- half yeah. Off. Yeah. 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. For the next 15 minutes, half off pussy. You know, and then everyone gets a, the, a free round of drinks on him and reminds me of like modern day Chris Jenner. Everything yep. is tightly controlled. One of the intriguing things is. There is a sense that they're intentionally not telling you everything, and they may not. It like it's a start, right? Because they're literally entering town. But there's yeah. no like stereotypical start where where you have a Steven Spielberg type of thing where someone goes, <laughs> "Welcome to Deadwood," or yeah, like you know, yeah, and someone like yeah, shows them mm-hmm. around. It's just more of like, "Yeah, hey, you're here. Get to work. Yeah, yeah. Put up a fucking the, tent. <laughs> like, I, I, like I find the gym. Where's the gym? I don't know. You'll fucking find it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you'll find it. Yeah, he, someone, someone literally says that, right, Dan? Like, someone says, like, yeah. oh, you'll find it. You'll find it. What I love about the show is that, like, it's it's a train that you're like, there's no re- yeah. reason to tell you where this train fucking departed from. Either you're going to get on it or, or you're going to get left behind. I like that. Everybody's gray. Nobody's is, is good or bad. Even... Uh, Alma, the the girl who's a drag addict, is is fucking amazing. I like how they really explore with Doc Cochran. They explore like that he's really into science, even though he's a drunk. He's yeah. really into like yeah. Oh, like, oh, he was like, brain. what compels this guy to oh, live yeah. for so long? Was, true, true. That was the doctor that like put that weird thing through yeah. that guy's head and like wanted to like have a moment with the body before yeah, it got yeah. fed to the pigs to just kind of. Close it out uh, before I ask you what you hated about this is after the third season came out. The, so they didn't get a fourth season, but they eventually let him make the movie 
like three years ago, I think. Uh, oh, so is that that recent? And does that just wrap yeah. everything up? Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! And that, oh. that movie wraps everything up, kind of. of yeah, because I remember the Deadwood. I've been reading Deadwood was unceremoniously canceled, and people were like, "What the fuck? Thing, things didn't end." I think I remember people at the time being mad about it. He literally could have been like, "Let me just do one last season, and then close it out, and then we'll I'll do my new show." But no, he chose John of Cincinnati. That only got one fucking one 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 season. Mm, wrong um, choice. And then he went on to he wrote on on True Detective. He wrote one episode, and then he mm-hmm. he helped Michael Mann with his show um, Luck. But that show had a lot of like behind the scenes problems with like it was about horse race betting, and a lot of the horses get fucking dying, dude. Oh, um, in the shoots, yeah, oh yeah, shit, the shoots. and in general, I mean, in general, oh, like, in horse racing in general, they die a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, since since it happened cruel. during shoots. It 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 got a lot of bad press and they had to shut it down. Yeah, but it was a good show. It was Michael Mann and David Milch teaming up for that. Um, but what did you guys? Is there anything you guys hated about the show? I don't or think anything like? I hated. I think the only thing this is a personal thing. Yeah, is I tend to want to have a hook for the first episode. I think Deadwood seems to aggressively not do that. It's almost slice of life. Also um, characters. It's also like it's, either you it's like these characters or you don't. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and what's so crazy is that like you meet four big characters after this. So like <laughs> actors actors <laughs> that you, oh they don't God. get to is Powers Booth joins the cast in episode three. Oh, Powers Booth joins the cast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In like the mid season, you f- you see the other brothel that opens up, and the the Ooh, it's, oh, it's, fe- okay. it's female female owned brothel. Oh, and that's, really cool. that's gonna um, be that's gonna make Swearingen angry. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> every I feel like every episode you introduce to more characters, and you're like, oh, I don't, I gotta keep track of these fuckers, dude. Yeah, you need a character map. It's not a story based hook. To the show, it's more of a character based. Yeah, book. it's a character thing. Yeah, it's I... a it's a character study. You're you're yeah. only you're only yeah. seeing how and why characters operate the way they do. There's almost not a story. It's yeah. just like an event occurs, and they just go, "Let's check out the event," and it's wrapped up in the episode. So it's not yeah. like they really want you to be like worry of a story continuing. You just keep watching because of the characters, which I think is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I have something I disliked. I don't want to say hated because that's that seems very strong. And I'm going to be that person that says the the language really threw me off. Like the <laughs> the fuck and the fucking and the cocks. That's a valid as, take. as as fun as it is and I'm not like a language police at all. I actually um, have a tidbit about that. Uh, just, across the series, yeah. there are 2,980 fucks uttered with an yeah. average of 1.56 fucks per minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's so funny is with my group of friends that, because we all kind of started watching at the same time. So it was like, I want to say it was like five of us, uh, the group of friends that, that like started watching it. And consistently, we would just start, like our swearing went up by like 75% when we watched the show. Dude. Like, it's every other word. Calling people cocksucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right, I sure. feel like I, I, the writers maybe were like, okay, it's HBO. We're going to be edgy. We have the nudity. We have the language. We're going to say it all. And at this time, I think it was really popular to say fuck and cocksucker and all this stuff. But now it's, and maybe to appeal to more of a modern audience, which I think we talked about earlier. But now I feel like it's almost doubled back where now it's like just comes across as cheesy and 
a little dated, even though the appeal initially might have been like, we're HBO, I agree. we're this. I but now it's like, it's like kind of jumped over that and like looped back around to just being cheesy and dated. <laughs> there's, a, there's a general criticism I have of HBO in general, which yeah, is yeah. almost kind of like, there's almost like the HBO style of hey yes. show some tna and curse please like it's almost yes, like yes they're yeah. they're telling their showrunners hey like you're allowed yeah. to so definitely do it put it in and it's like sometimes you watch an hbo show and you're like that didn't need that it was just gratuitous and, yeah. and <laughs> like, we're especially not, when i watch like westwood westworld like westworld there were random scenes where i'm like i think the funniest part of it is when uh, Anthony Hopkins' character in Westworld. This is a completely different show, obviously, but it's a general critique of HBO, I guess. Uh, his character is like so like well thought out and reserved, and has a specific point of view about things. And there's a there's a comical scene where he goes into the laboratory and he goes, "Why are you covering these robots up? They're just machines. Show off their tits." And he like tears off of their blanket, <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it, it, it's weird. <laughs> And like that, that particular scene stands out. And I go, that feels like a HBO mandate thing to be like, show off their tits. Like it's like very. Yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily get that in Westwood. Or no, yeah. oh, sorry, not Westwood. Uh, Deadwood. I think yeah. the Westwood too, dude. Westwood. <laughs> yeah. I think what I'm getting out of Deadwood is that like Dead World. They, they were trying to <laughs> figure out a way to communicate to a contemporary audience that these are very rough gruff people yeah but if they used period level of cursing it would come across as more cultured than it would yes back then i think that's what they're trying to do this is a a primitive vulgar town is what they were trying to get i get that but but it's too much it's too much i I (laughs) curse so much in real life i curse so much and to me that's what appeals me about the show is that like i'm like oh somebody that talks like i do like do you think i watch me saying fuck in front of my son I don't. No, but it's not even. I think it's like the choice of words they use, like cocksucker. It, like it's a, what? Like it's a very specific. I just. It's such a very like fuck. I'm more okay with, but then also I revert back to like, oh, it's 1879, and I'm yes. like, what? No, but but it, but if they use the correct the correct cursing, they would still sound like like um like upper echelon yeah. what are they called um yeah like, like sounds used to be a way people yeah. used to like curse they would say yes. sounds so, so like, basically like, you know, basically that would be weird <laughs> the, the way you feel is kind of what they wanted you to feel which is hey yeah. this this is a cursing we're going to curse at your at your it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable and that's what it would be back then yeah. but you would hear different words it's why like the words. guy who the new york ah, guy son of a bitch huh you he bastard. sounds he <laughs> He uh, <laughs> he stands out because he doesn't curse at all. The New York guy. Yeah, you see a lot of people eventually in the show that don't curse. There's like five characters that will curse up a storm, and Swear Engine's Swar- one of them because yeah, because he's his literally a, swear. He's yeah, a, his Swear yeah. Engine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and that was the, the. I mean, just to wrap up that point of view. I mean, for me, that was the only thing I disliked was like that very clear HBO style imprint that is on a lot of their older shows. Um, yeah, I can that was the only thing I, and I, I, I even struggled to say dislike. It just kind of was like a thing for me. 
that it's very HBO. Yeah. You know? Like it's a very like HBO feeling type of thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that's mean. the thought in my head. Yeah. It's like as I was done with the show, it's like that was an HBO ass show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. literally told us that. <laughs> was that also <laughs> what you disliked or slash hated, Dan? Mm, it's or not was that there I, something else. Like you, it's something I noticed but don't necessarily dislike. The one thing that I did dislike is that um, for a show named Deadwood, there was no necrophilia at all. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck these people not fucking. It's coming. That. It's coming. Uh, yeah. The doctor might be into it, that doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll um, see. Is there anybody, is there any character that you really liked? I mean, I think just because of, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a simple bitch, so I see timothy oliphant as the hero character and i go yeah. that guy's cool oh yeah. we'll probably be following that guy but i think there is a reason why uh, marketing material and promo material started like uh, gravitating towards swear engine because he's clearly mm. the broadest character there who has the most going on even in the yeah. pilot you can kind of yeah. tell that yeah. like he's this definitely guy, the most entangled to me timothy oliphant is really close to like john ford character Mm-hmm. And the or like your I, classic, was, I was reminded your of classic, my darling Clementine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's Timothy like your classic Alphon. Western, like he's a like, Fonda stereotype, type. you know, uh, like archetype. hero. And yeah. then you have the Calamity Jane group, and they're yeah. almost like to the they're you know, like, like Oregon the, Trail. <laughs> they're like they remind me of you know how <laughs> you know how all the flashback of. flashback sequences of party. of the um uh the man who killed Liberty Valance. Like yeah. it's like heightened, right? Those characters yeah. aren't real. Like they're fucking crazy, right? And those characters are like cartoon characters. So you have the two ends of the spectrum. You have someone who's like classic Western. One is that's a little more cartoony. And I feel like Swearingen's kind of riding the middle, where Swearingen is like over the top, but there is a lot of like realness to him, almost. Like he he feels like grounded still. So it, mm-hmm. it feels almost like there's there's something about the town that makes Weringen the way he is. And I don't know. It, 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 he just, that's, I think I can see why he ends up being like the mascot for the show almost. Yeah, I get the sense that his like role in the show became such a big and integral part of the show that it's why he is that guy in all the John Wick movies now. Like they just <laughs> wanted him to, to be the manager of an establishment you yeah, know, for, yeah. uh, for CD types <laughs> again. Really good. I, have, I haven't seen any of the John Wick movies, so. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, in the John Wick movies, he plays like a much classier version of this guy. My favorite character that I didn't expect to like, and immediately after, I want to see like the second, third episode, that I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then I just started following him, and anything he would do is Garrett Dillahunt. He plays the the guy uh, who plays Wild Bill at poker. Jack McCall. Oh, oh really? That guy who yeah. seems like a minor character. <laughs> yes. The guy yeah. who he's playing poker with, right? Yeah. yeah. And and, yeah. and yeah. told and was told like you drew cards. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, guy. That, that guy. guy. Yeah. He Garrick Dillahunt, like after this, because he's he's one of the actors that I told you guys that like comes back as a different character. Um Oh and, really? That's yeah. So interesting. That's yeah. nuts to me um, that they do that in the show. And I yeah, love it. Really I weird. love it. And his other character is even better. I just love how he did that and I loved Garrett Dillahunt after this. And then he went on to do uh the Terminator show that that was on for like two seasons. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he plays a Terminator in it. And he was amazing in that. And then he went on <laughs> and he did um he was in the assassination of Jesse James and he was good mm. in that. And like, he just, Oh, okay. I don't remember. For me, he's he like solid he, guy. He's a, I, I will watch anything he's in. 
I think he's a great actor. I really, my favorite character, uh, which I don't think we've talked about much right now. One of my favorite characters is the the Irish fellow, whatever the Irish fellow, the guy, the one in the is he? He was, he, he was the one who was part, of, part the, of the swindle. Part uh, of the swindle. Oh, okay. Who he's just like, wait, can I have my money? Can I have the this percentage? Yeah. He's like oddly Driscoll? good at math, and yeah, Driscoll. is he Driscoll? Yeah. yeah. He uh, is obviously yeah, good. He was, like, I was really impressed on the percentages. He was like, well, that's about 4,200. And I was like, wow, that's <laughs> hey, you're really good. I was like, damn. <laughs> he, he figured out like, okay, well, that's, you know, this percentage of this is that. I was like, okay, he knows his money. And then he just settled for, he's like, well, God, can I just get like 20 bucks and some free pussy? And he's like, all right, all right, or whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I really like that guy's performance. I thought it was really good. <laughs> and I don't know why they, I don't know why they just were so beating him up so much about it, everything. Which I guess we'll find everything out. Up. Yeah. He, well, it's funny because he, he doesn't, he's not a very yeah. many episodes. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. Well, he's I, dead. I liked him a lot. Yeah, they killed him at the end of this episode. He's fucking dead. Yeah. So, <laughs> But like, why did they, they killed him because he just, he was hey, the he reason ruined. why the plan. They don't, they don't didn't kill him. Work they don't out. kill him right away after this. Didn't he they stab say they're him at kill the end? They say they're going to kill him. Isn't he the guy who stabbed at the end? No, 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 no. No, that's no. a different guy. Oh, is that a fake out then? Is that a different guy? Yeah, yeah, because he, he he's he he's in like six episodes. Tim just dude. No, he's he's totally the he's guy who stabbed. stabbed at the end. Yeah, I thought they. Sta- yeah, he stabbed. Like first, Swearingen tells like a uh, metalhead guy, like, "Hey, we need to take care of Driscoll." He's totally stabbed at the end, unless he survived the stabbing. You know what? You know what? No. He he's another character that comes back. No, oh, God damn it. I'm like, yeah. See, this is why you can't fucking do that. <laughs> okay, you know what? Already, you saying that is what I hate about this show. <laughs> does he really like, like already those preemptively? Is that's that the worst why? thing yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I forgot just, he he does come back as a different character. You're like, oh as, wait, yeah, he's um, a different guy. <laughs> I guess he just really likes the actors and just doesn't want to part with them. I guess. He comes back as Shaughnessy. Um, that, I forgot about. That. Okay, okay. Oh, that's that's a bit confusing, but I I like okay, this how actor. different is the makeup? Uh, I know for like for for Garrett Dillahunt, he's definitely like he's like a dapper man. Like he he doesn't he's got regular yeah, eyes. They don't do the messed up have, teeth anymore. And, yeah, yeah. Um, he doesn't okay. have messed up teeth. And okay, think, so they at least try to the, make them look different. Yeah, I want to see the, the the guy who plays the Reverend comes back. I really but, obviously yeah. love Wild Bill. Yeah, and I love Jane. Those are my three favorites right now. I like their costumes. Oh, Wild the costuming! Oh, everyone's yeah. costume is a plus. And yeah, everyone's got I, great I, looking. I think costumes. that the shot where they're riding into Deadwood, you just go look at the production value. There oh, is yeah. a lot western ass mm-hmm. western. They they built a fucking town to, yeah. to, to make the show work. Because like whenever <laughs> they do that introductory like walk into town on a horse like sequence, I always feel it looks exactly the same in every movie and show <laughs> I ever see. And I don't know <laughs> don't if that makes think- me placist or something. But, but but don't you think that this show looks different because it like it's fucking muddy and it's just like a like a swat meet of people. So, it is yeah, a little a flea, wetter than, I, than I'm used yeah. to seeing, yeah. but it's, it's like, very crowded. Like it, yeah. like the streets it are is a little more crowded. Yeah, and, and there's th- yeah, there's mud everywhere. But I feel like they intentionally push the buildings closer together to like amplify this crowded feeling. Usually, when you have a scene in a in a western where someone's bumming in the town, it's almost like. There's like two people in the street and they kind of just go, hi, welcome to my darling Clementine or whatever, you know, yeah. where, but whereas here, it's just more of like, they've created, like, it's like, a, there's a world building happening just by entering the town where you're seeing like, yeah. okay, 
this is this is where they pull out teeth. This is where they sell fucking yeah. melons and shit. You know, so it's like there's a there's there is a sense of a lot is happening outside of your characters that you're following. Whereas sometimes what you get a lot in westerns is that the town almost exists for the characters. All western towns are built wrong. Like, have you guys ever <laughs> been to like a ghost town, like a real ghost town, like yeah. an old western? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, these are accurate streets. They're they're fucking together. Like, you yeah, only yeah, yeah. Need, yeah. You only need room for like a horse and carriage, and that's smaller than a fucking car. Why would you have a big ass fucking road? You don't need a big ass road. Deadwood is a character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And their stuff's very practical. Like everyone has costumes. There's like a lot of real props and like the the effects of putting the the metal rod through the guy's head. Yeah. I I remember being like, that's just like, that's impressive. Believable as heck. That looks like like it could have been practical, you know? Yeah. They put a rod in somebody's head. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) They had to kill a guy to to make it work. Yeah. It was, it was, it's really well done. The set dressing and the costuming is like A++, 100%. But it's all like impacted by this really interesting 90s film lighting. I think it it gives it like a feel that Westerns just don't have. Oh, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I would say this was done in the 2000s, early 2000s. Because it's like, by the time like Westerns made like a mild comeback because of like 310 to Yuma and like, uh. Yeah, the Coen Brothers one. What's that one called? Uh, True Grit. True Grit. You know, mm-hmm. a mild comeback, and those started to be shot more like traditional westerns again, with the same yeah. kind of like maybe more um, harsher lighting they used to have back in the day. But it was it looked more traditionally lit. But this is almost lit like if you. It's funny you you mentioned NYPD Blue. It's like if you shot like a procedural and there were, but they didn't have like fluorescent lights. You know. You know who? What what westerns I love. And I don't know if if they I don't know where they stand with with the general public. Kevin Costner makes amazing westerns, the ones he directs. What are the most prominent examples? Well, I guess I guess Dance with Wolves is technically a western. I know it. I know he even got a, an Oscar for that. But I think so far his masterwork for me is Open Range. I haven't seen that. No, I love Open Range. Actually, in 2024, he's got a western coming out in theaters that the, that they cut into two parts because it was so long. And they're releasing them two months apart. I'm looking forward to that. What is what is the defining thing about open range you like so much as a as a Western? First of all, there's that greediness and the dirtiness of that I like the grit of the Westerns. He does this about he does this with the Western and specifically in open range that he he takes a character that's like your typical macho character and then he kind of flips it and says, It's kinda of what I like about the new Batman movie, which is like, Oh look, he's got a lot of trauma. You know what I mean? Uh, like mm. the, well, behind all this fucking bravado and toughness is a really flawed and damaged person. And here you go. That's what I love about Open Range. You see the the tough and and rough character, but then when you, the character develops, you're like, oh fuck, he's he's fucking damaged, dude. I would put it up there with like my top ten westerns of all time. And now I have to ask you guys this. Let's get down to the nitty gritty, dude. Would you stay tuned? I would. So I think I'm on the level where I would be interested to keep watching, but I'm not like, oh my God, I really need to keep watching. I need to know what the next episode's like. You're not hooked. I'm not like hooked, but I'm like, oh yeah, I would keep watching. You know, if, if, if it, if it play next happened, I'll be like, yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. I would let the play next like counter run down. Yeah. I wouldn't stop it on purpose. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sarah? I feel like my feelings evolved. So initially, Upon watching the pilot, I didn't have the urge to hit play next. Like it wasn't like a a binger. 
I want to say. Like, it wasn't like, a, okay. Oh, okay, I wasn't hooked in the way like, oh my God, I don't care what I'm doing after this pilot episode. I'm doing, I'm watching this next. Like, I need nice. to keep going. Okay. Okay. It wasn't like that feeling took over me. It was more of like a satisfied curiosity because mainly it was just, it just felt like a lot of information dumped yeah, on me. Sure. Like a lot of characters, a lot of um, keeping track of who's who, what they're doing, what's going on. What is the plot? What is the point of the show? What is the hook? What is, what is all that? And I'm not sure that that's explicitly laid out in this episode, but they do set up really, really strong characters. And I yeah. am a character-driven person at the end of the day. And for that reason, I would definitely keep watching because the ensemble cast is so interesting and so fascinating. I would keep watching, just maybe not in a binge back-to-back way of watching i would probably watch one episode a day yeah i feel similar so this happens to me with all hbo shows to be honest which is <laughs> which is you watch one and you're like oh it's i love the characters okay okay i'm gonna keep i'm gonna watch one more show and then once you know it if it's a show that's been on for like a season or two mm-hmm. you get to like episode three or four and you're like i gotta keep watching and and mm. you can't stop and that happens to me not only with hbo shows but with everything that's happened to me that happened to me with like jack ryan where I was like, oh, it shows okay. I'll watch another one. And then episode three rolls around. And I'm like, I'd stay up really late and watch the whole season. <laughs> Is you know, it like, because the show hooked you or you personally just got invested? Because I got invested and, and the show hooked me. A little bit of both. I think okay. I think it, it happens more with HBO shows. Like it takes time to set in by the third yeah, or like, fourth episode. I feel like that happened to me with The Wire. Yes. Uh, and for The Wire, like when I started watching, it had it was almost to the end of the first season. Someone said, watch the show. And they said, but the caveat is that it's like a novel. Like novel mm-hmm. doesn't just hit you right away in the first chapter. Sometimes the sometimes with a great Rarely. novel, you, yeah. you, you got to get into it. And then you're like, oh, now I'm hooked. It was true to The Wire. Like you, the first episode I was like, "That's what everyone's saying is great." Yeah, you're Bullshit, like, "What?" Dude. And then I, I even texted my friend, like, "I'm like, there's nothing. What, what, what are you hooked on, dude?" And then he's just like, <laughs> "Just give it two more. Trust me, a show that needs three episodes to get you hooked. I don't know if this is a good show." Fast forward to third episode, I literally texted him back and he, I said, "This is the greatest show ever made." Mm. I, I hear that a lot about The Wire. It almost makes me wonder. You know how some TV shows start off with like. Uh, we're starting off with like like Star Trek. TNG started off with a two hour special, right? So it makes yeah, me wonder yeah. if like The Wire should have started off with a movie because The Wire like historically pe- had so much trouble trying to get people to watch it. Like it, people kept being like, "You should watch The Wire," and people just didn't well, get into it. I mean, we were, I, th- I feel know. like that's something that we could discuss on this show, which is is the point of a pilot to hook you in the very first episode and have that feeling of like, I got to keep watching right away. Or is it okay for some pilot episodes to just introduce you to the world, the characters and not necessarily have that cliffhanger hook. And maybe by the third or fourth episode, it picks up. A good example is like Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld is about nothing. It, no, it's like, literally about there's nothing. No, yeah. There's no hook. There's no nothing to it. But again, that's in the show where like... One of the longest the running that, shows already, I think. But also I the fact, I mean, it didn't do well at first. Right. Yeah. People, <laughs> I people love kept Seinfeld, poo- to be They honest. kept poo-pooing it, on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then it was one of those shows where you're like, oh, like the fourth, fifth episode in, when it caught on, when people caught on to it, they were like, 
oh, this show's fucking great, dude. This show's genius, dude. And yeah. but it took a long time for people to catch on. But look, the streamers are good and bad. There's a lot of good and bad. <laughs> I like how you call them like, streamers. <laughs> that's what I don't like about a lot of networks is because they don't give shows a chance. That's why a lot of the sh- a lot of these shows have so much fan backlash of like get them getting canceled mm-hmm. that sometimes those fans bring a show back like Jericho. I think the same thing happened to um the show with the two brothers and the they hunt witches, two brothers in the black car and they hunt demons. I don't remember that. I don't know. Un, un undefeat undead. Uh, someone's yelling at the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, my my wife is like in love with this show, and I can't remember the name of it. There's, <laughs> is it, there's is the it like, is it like the, the is it like the magician brothers. show? Like, no, no, it's like two brothers. It's on the CW, and they drive a black car and they hunt two demons. brothers in a black car hunting witches who fell into a bucket of cream. Well, they're supernatural. But, supernatural. Uh, that's oh, it. it's supernatural. <laughs> supernatural. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know yeah, that's what okay. Supernatural is about. Okay. Yeah, you know either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that show has like how many seasons, dude? How yeah, yeah. Seasons? That's true. Like, like there's like, um, I, I mean, we haven't seen Breaking Bad yet, but Breaking Bad only survived because of the fans. Because the fans kept yeah. being like, uh, why did you only give us six episodes? It was only by the third season that the, the so I think it's Sony were like, yeah. Oh, we're getting some ratings finally. Cool. Let's let's start doing stuff. You know, <laughs> it's funny because the both Breaking Bad and Mad Men came out around the same time, like around oh, like you, a few you. months, maybe a year apart. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. year. And I remember thinking, like, I only have time to devote to one of these. So you pick, <laughs> I pick Mad Men because mm-hmm. it, the favorite. Perry piece looked interesting to me, and like, mm-hmm. I don't know why it was so hard to get people to watch that because it'd be like, what's the show about? Well. <laughs> It's about an advertising uh, guy. Uh, he yeah. works for an agency, but it's in the fifties, and like he's kind of an asshole, but he's really cool. Uh, they've already tuned really out deep, of your conversation, but it's really deep. And you see, like people <laughs> lost are like, you, you they're lost like, all right, fifties, okay. and but 50s they're advertising. advertising. Yeah, they, like, Sounds racist and sexist. Yeah, uh, and you're like, uh, it is, but but hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> it is oh yeah. the first that's kind episode. of the point that's kind of the point <laughs> yeah that's kind of the point of the show uh but you're like it's really deep and like i remember like begging people to watch it and then, yeah. then being <laughs> please like, watch it yeah and this at like, least watch past the first episode please what network what network is this AMC, AMC. like the yeah. movie theater the no, movie no, no. theaters it's have like a, a new TV channel series? that's crazy it's a, new, it's a new it's a new channel so i have seen the pilot but i would love to rewatch it i haven't seen it since so the dan hasn't seen mad i've never seen it Oh, Never. we're adding it to the list. Sarah, Sarah <laughs> yeah. are you? Are you? Are yes. you seen it? Sarah's yes. seen all, all, all of it except the last season. Yeah, that's the only. Right. I've yeah. not seen, seen the last season. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know. So, which is, I've heard all about it though, but like for some reason, I just it just missed my timeline. I just couldn't get around to it. Mad Men is a show which I had problems with certain episodes or like certain seasons that I didn't like how it went. But then, like the next season, they would just fucking come at me a different way and like god damn i was not expecting wasn't that, there dude. some kind of list that named mad men as like one of the best shows of like it, our era I mean, or something i would like, put mad our men time. As, sure, yes sure, i yeah. would put that yeah i, I would, would think that. so i mean yeah. it was i mean when i was watching yeah it's a, it's a really fucking good show and there's some really good emotional like yeah deep shit well i have a quick question because you mentioned your favorite what was your favorite western again if i had to say one oh kevin yeah. one Open yeah. range. Open range, right? What are yeah. your guys' favorite westerns? Everyone else? Because I'm actually curious. I think that kind of mm. 
says something about you a wait, little bit. Wait, wait, wait. But that's not my favorite Western of all time. It's my favorite Kevin Costner Western. Oh, what's your favorite Western then? <laughs> what is your favorite uh, Western? My, my favorite Western would have to be probably Once Upon a Time in the West. Okay. All right. I, I really like Wagon Master. Uh, it's one of the, the lesser known John Ford films because um, he intentionally did not hire uh, name stars to do it. And the mm-hmm. reason I like it is because it's not about like good guys, bad guys. It's just about starting a community. <laughs> oh, so, nice. it's just, so, so it's just a series of vignettes. Of, I've seen it. It's just like two dudes who are like, yeah, we're starting a wagon train. We're going to go out. We're going to try to start a community. And they go. Okay. And there's a scene where they like meet up with Native Americans. And then they're just like, you think that something's going to happen? But by the end of the night, they're all like kind of hanging out and dancing together. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> and like, they don't like, it's not about conflict. But if I want to watch like a Western Western, it's probably like Man Who Shot Liberty Valance or it's like My Darling Clementine where I'm like, I want to see like cowboy action. <laughs> it's more like Yeah, that. like My Darling Clementine would be my pick for like traditional Western. But the one in my heart is Back to the Future 3. <laughs> Right. Uh, um, that is that is technically a western. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, my my favorite western. I have a joke. A- I have is... a joke answer for you, Sarah. <laughs> What's the joke? No, no, your joke answer is probably my real answer, which is Legends of the Fall. Oh my god! <laughs> That's, That's my um, real answer. I, I, never, I knew you were gonna say. Okay, no, I've never seen. The, it's a western, and it's a great fucking western. Okay? I've never seen that movie, so I'm failing to understand exactly why this is funny. Great, Brad forced, Pitt is beautiful. Yes, I forced everybody yeah. I know to watch Legends of the Fall, and I love. I, I love. I had fun that watching movie. it. Yeah. Well, no, I remember I, it being like the movie. attractive actors in hats movie. <laughs> that's what i remember there's, about it also anthony hopkins as a cowboy yes. you know like Oof. it's also and, pretty fun yeah it's <laughs> okay so, so is there anything about it so that good. you know like you call it a joke answer but like is there anything about it that makes it's it only not a western sarah, it's, no, it's, it's only a because western. sarah and I, it's a western yeah yeah it's yeah, only because okay. Sarah and I joke about it all the time. We talk about Legend of the Fall. And I'm I'd like, say it's definitely okay. like a Western in the way that like it's it focuses on like love and relationships, I guess, more like. Well, there's like, lots of also classic yeah. themes about like, hey, I want yeah. my freedom, but you guys are impeding on my freedom. And like, yeah, this is our land. Why are you guys trying to take over our land? And. It feels stuff. like, if, if I remember correctly, it, it's a lot like Open Range. Which open Range is about like like free grazing, like rules yeah. and like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah and, it, and it's, it's like it's drama. About, or, it, yeah, yeah, there's a love triangle and then there's Brad Pitt's character, which he cannot be tamed, right? He's the wild yeah. card. <laughs> yeah. He's the wild man. He goes across the world and travels. You don't know when he'll be back. You don't know if he loves you or not. He's very emotionally is his name, unavailable. Is his name Tim Fall? Tim his Falk. name is Tristan. His name oh. is Tristan, and Tristan it's Falls. Amazing. Tristan Falls. Legends of the Fall. Tristan. You related to um, Jason Waterfalls? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Legends of the Fall. Honestly, I don't I can watch that movie Tristan anytime, Waterfall. any day. My, uh, my, <laughs> love it. My love my, my, my not my not so guilty pleasure western when uh, the Jackie Chan movie came out. What's it called? Um, oh, Shanghai What's About a Time in the West? Shanghai. Oh Noon? no, the Shanghai Noon. Shanghai Noon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, or Shanghai Nights. Bit, bitch ass fucking Jackie Chan copying movies um, is the movie it's based off of, which is Red Sun. 
It's a movie with Charles oh, okay. Bronson and Toshiro Mifun. And it's the same fucking... It's, it's the original Without concept, the Jackie is, Chan action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without the, the silly Jackie Chan action. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like Toshiro Mifun is like... He's with an ambassador that's bringing like this... I think it's a, it's a famous sword or something to the president. Do they still pee on a shirt? To pres- <laughs> they're still peeing on shirts, dude. Damn it. make strong. Um, and, uh, and it's Charles Bronson is a, is a criminal and like, Oh, it's Charles he, Bronson. And, okay. And right. Toshiro Mifune is a samurai with fucking Charles Bronson. Well, Toshiro Mifune is like amazing in general in whatever yeah, he's yeah. in. So. But, but team him up with fucking Charles Bronson and, and, uh, it's fucking. Who's like a really like broader actor. That's an interesting combo. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause Charles, Charles Bronson is like a sledgehammer of an actor. Yeah. And Toshiro yeah. Mifune and, is like like very like classic and like very controlled in the way he, he performs. and intense and, and yeah and intense you, you, yeah. okay so i'll be honest like you get a little bit of humor with fucking charles bronson but you get okay like, okay, the okay. Serious yeah, fucking, that's, that's, like, a, that's impossible not to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is great if you have a chance to watch it uh watch fucking red sun it's fucking great all right all right all right does every dad love westerns my dad loves westerns. yes i love westerns oh my yeah. god um i grew up i grew up around my grandfather my my mom's dad mm-hmm. and uh he would read they're really thin books? western books not a books it's like a novella western novellas mm-hmm. oh yeah they're, western they're tiny they're tiny they're tiny and like they're, they're, they're very famous almost like po- yeah pocket novels uh and it, the, in spanish they had a very specific name i don't know what the name of it is uh, mm. it, uh, they were like pocket novels like, but they were okay. thin what is the spanish and, name like, for them i think they were called estefanias and oh. they were um and they there was bookshops that just in specifically here that my grandfather would go to i remember and there would be nothing but dads and old, old grandfathers and what? he would read a, he would get 10 and then he would read them in like a weekend he was like an what? avid reader of these books yeah oh. and he would go and he would trade them like cuz they were used he would go and I trade think- them and then like that's crazy the yeah. so they're called books. estefanias because there was a writer named marcial lafuente estefania who wrote tons of Spanish so he just novels. became the name. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. Kleenex, like you know, like yeah, interchangeable yeah. with like an. So actual Stephanie item. just started distributing her zine, and eventually yeah. everyone caught on. <laughs> God damn it! And and uh, and I remember my grandfather would like get like halfway through through one of those, and he'd be like, "Oh, I read this one before." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and, and then I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, and then I'd be like, oh, so we, we'll return it because this is what happened. And this is why it's a core memory. My grandfather would be like, I got to trade some books. Do you want to go rent a movie on the way? Because it was, they were both on the way. And my Aww. grandfather never drove. He always walked everywhere or took the bus. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Because he used to be an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't Aww. by the end of his life. Good. But, but I'm, I'm glad he, he that was so he brilliant. But drove he never buses. he never drove anywhere. But he would be like, "Hey, we're, I'm walking to the bookshop. Do you want to go rent a movie?" And I would be like, "100 percent yes, dude." Because he would buy really? me candy. Always as well. yes. <laughs> and and I'd be like, "Oh, are you going to return that one?" And he'd be like, "No, I'll just finish it again." And I'm like, "But why? <laughs> but why?" Why are you but doing why? reading it again? Yeah. Oh my and god. He would do that over and over. like if he he probably read. And he went, it was a shops here. And then he eventually retired to Mexico. And like, he would just, he found shops over there. And that's what he would do. Would just fucking read fucking. Would did, would he books. also chill at the, at the bookshop and like talk to no, people? No, no, no. Or he just would, like in well, and out? No, no, Cause, cause he would just in and out. Cause he want to get back to reading. In fact, his pants had like creases where the books would be. Cause he would carry what? a book in his back pocket. Cause they were that that's small. That's so that crazy. Yeah. Like, you can fit if it in If he was pocket. at a party, if he got five minutes, he'd fucking just take a fucking sit. 
and just fucking get a couple of chapters in, you know? What? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that was fascinating. Like his dedicated yeah. reader. Yeah. Yeah. He, the books really drew him in. Were they largely, I would say, like, were they romantic, adventure, western? They're, they're mostly like, adventure. Adventure. They, they were not just erotic all over in the nature. Place? I remember reading one and being like, <laughs> they were being like this not is like erotic a simple... in nature. <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking like this is there's no sex in this at all. Um like this is not exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's not exciting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, that's that's my core memory of Westerns. That's a really cool core memory. I feel cool. compelled to find some of these pocket novels and read them. I, I actually have some that that like I inherited from him. That's I, they're not, so I, they're at my cool. mom's house. But I'd like, like to see what they look have. like. They're pocket they're like sized. I'm sure pocket sized, a little thin. <laughs> you know, it it kind of reminds me of, like they're thinner, but like remember um, choose your own adventure books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like half the size of of the thickness, and like maybe a little little like, like goosebumps is a little smaller. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That is that is a really cool core memory. Look, if you like what we're doing, you know, give us a follow and all that bullshit, dude. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You live your own life. But hey, if you like <laughs> us and you like our bag, and you like our novels, follow us on our other shit that we do. We do a Star Trek podcast called Newbie Star Trek. It's basically yep. all four of us going over the TNG. I specifically haven't watched it. Neither has Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan At this and point, I have either. watched yeah, at this point we're we're in uncharted territories, but uh, it started off as just me. I never seen any Star Trek, and we kind of delve into um, watching the show. And Marvin has watched most of it. And we're what already on season five now? I mean, I we're said we're wet, and I was like, Sarah, you can't say that, dude. <laughs> um, we're wet, and we're on season five. We're on season five, <laughs> but start from the beginning if you like. If you like mm-hmm. that shit, uh, if you like us or Star Trek, check that out. Yeah, just go to fugitiveframes.com. There's links to everything there. If you don't like us, I don't give a shit. Leave us a better review. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, do whatever, um, dude. That's on you, dude. You do you, as they say. You do you. I was just about to say yeah. that. I love that. Love that phrase. Hey, until next time, we are. Would you stay tuned? Not we are <laughs> not the, that that those words, but we are the. <laughs> I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We hope you guys stay tuned to our podcast. <laughs> or not. Or you know, we you hope. Do you. We're hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, until next time, keep your uh, keep your wood dead. All right? Yeah. Have a good one. Keep that wood Bye. dead. Goodbye. Bye.